Welcome to Navigating the Universe with your hosts, Michael and Zach. Navigating the Universe. I'm one of your hosts, uh, Zach Hanania, and we're going to connect Michael Turlock as my co-host. And today we'll be discussing artificial intelligence and technology and the impact both of those things have over our energy. Uh, just from a biological standpoint, we have not yet evolved yet to withstand the waves that come from this technology. So I'm talking about microwaves, radio waves, um, sound waves being like right close to our eardrums with headphones and things like that. And it does have an impact on our energy. I don't know if you guys have this, but when you stare at a screen for too long, for example, you feel different. Um, when we blast music in our ears um, with headphones, especially the ones that go right inside our ear, um, it kind of gives you a headache after a while, and um, also just like, you hear so many people who microwave their food, and um, we hear all the health uh, effects that that has in unhealthy ways. So these are just a few examples from our everyday lives that um, I wanted to bring up because I think they're the most common that we can notice uh, differences in our energies. Um, I know for myself, the biggest one for me is staring at screens. It just brings my energy down after uh, I look at a screen for over an hour, whether it's TV or um, laptop or on my phone. And, I mean, we can take measures um, to avoid this in terms of buying things like blue light filters, uh, blue light filters, glasses would say that we wear when we look at these screens and stuff like that but it's still going to have an effect on us like it's still being received through the human eye which is not yet evolved to a point of being able to um, withstand these energies so yeah I mean there's a ton of other frequencies that I missed like um, other than radio waves and microwaves and stuff like that but um, I'm not an expert with those <laughs> other waves, and I'm not going to bring them up, but basically anything that is a vibrational uh, frequency har- in a harmony state with our vibrational frequency, um, we are not able to um, sustain a sufficient level of energy and uh, keep working with these things without So, yeah, I was just going to also bring up that, uh, like, our human species has existed for about 2 million years, and in that time, a few mutations, a few mutations have occurred and stuck, like, being passed down our germline. Um, but a lot of mutations are somatic, meaning they they only live within generation of uh, the individual who experienced the mutation. And when they die, that mutation dies as well. So, 
I bring this up because I just want to put in perspective that although technology has all these conveniences and stuff like that, um, we will not honestly mutate to adapt to receive it for thousands of years, millions of years, who knows. And even when we do, it might be a somatic mutation, meaning it will die within that individual and not be passed down the, the germline to um, for generations to withstand the technology as well. So um, it's kind of a long shot that we're going to ever be able to process our technology through our human bodies in a healthy way with draining our energy. Um, but saying that, I'm speaking of the mutations that happen with uh, with evolution in Hello? a natural way. Hey, Michael, how's it going? Not too bad. How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I just had uh, began talking about uh, artificial intelligence and technology and the way that it's impacting us. And, uh, yeah, it's a great topic. I don't know if you want to chime in before I continue with what I was saying. Well, uh, why don't you uh, keep going ahead and then I'll, uh, I'll catch up. Sure, yeah, I bet. So I think I left off by saying, uh, yeah, I was just talking about the organic evolution uh, taking a long time and um, the natural state of the universe and the uh, organic state uh, has evolution occurring over a long stretch of time where a mutation will happen um, at some point in the road that will benefit a species and it could potentially stick if it is beneficial enough and it is a germline mutation. Um, and there's other mutations that happen, but they die within the individual. They don't get passed along to future generations. And um, right. I just bring bring that up because now with our technology, we are to tinker with our own mutations and our own genetics. And like, for example, people are using it in a beneficial way. Like I watched a documentary where they uh, altered this kid's genes and he went from going to seeing perfectly it was amazing um it can do miraculous things but at the same time where are human beings going to draw the line like i know it's also been used to try and get uh people to have children with blonde hair and blue eyes even though that might not have been the way that their genetics were going to uh result in organically and i've also heard of it being used for combat purposes where they uh, they tinker with people's genetics before they're born, whether it's ETs doing this or our own governments, um, to make people very athletic and very strong and very focused and essentially like a, a human weapon when used in combat. So mm. it can be used in good ways and bad. Um, and yeah, it's right. uh, it's totally in our hands whether we're going to use this for a positive thing, to, like our, use our technology for, as a positive thing or a negative thing. And uh, knowing that there's both uh, positive and negative human beings out there, obviously both are going to happen at some point. But uh, yeah, I think it's it's just a matter of, I guess, educating each other on um, 
on the positives and the negatives this could have before we proceed and um, do open if no return. So, yeah, mm-hmm. um, I'll throw it over to you, now, Michael, if you want to talk a little about that. Oh, for sure, yeah. Thanks, Doc. That's, uh, um, yeah, I like the way you uh, phrase it as far as, uh, you know, the different kinds of uh, energies and, um, um, you know, we could call them like, you know, a germ or a virus coming in and develop something different into a reality. And, you know, and that's, yeah, I totally agree with that. You know, those things happen and, and that virus actually transforms the reality into something different where, you know, the universal creator says, you know, well, let's let it ride and see what happens and uh, see what develops out of this. And, you know, mm-hmm. because there's unique learning experiences with that too. So, yeah, really cool. I never kind of thought of that concept, but it, it definitely resonates with, with me as well. Um, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, a, what's the word? I, I guess I really, I really like what George Cavastos states with a, a lot of things in this universe and, um, you know, how incredibly old the universe is that no numbers can really catch up to the age of the universe. So, um, and from his, um, his information that he brings forth, he, he talks about a lot of different kinds of intelligences within the universe that have been around for, you know, eons and epochs of time, which is uh, tremendous amounts of time. And over these time periods, um, these um, beings, these technological beings um, have had a lot of time to, you know, tinker, advance, get better at what they do, get better with, what they are and um, so what he talks about is the fact that this incredibly uh, very very old um, universal artificial intelligence which has been around for eons of time is here now and is you know like like the big part of artificial intelligence universally speaking Uh, then we have the earthly plane or or the ones that we're more familiar with, you know, such as the cell phones, the computers, the high-definition television sets that we know of, and and especially the cell phones that we use, that we have access to the internet with, and and um, you know, doing um, social media, and um, you know, and there's a lot of really good stuff in there, and like you were saying, with medical advancements too, and you know, great technologies that help out people in that way too. So, you know, there's definitely positive benefits to it all. Um, And I'll just throw in again what George says. He says, you know, that that's the candy to bring us into that way or that reality of, of artificial intelligence so that we participate in it more because of the good stuff without really, really realizing that just like everything else in the universe, there's dark, there's light, there's bad, there's good. You know, there's there's a dark aspect to it too. So, um, you, you know, we're both um, wanting to live healthy, as many people are in this world. You know, by eating organic food and and having good, clean water and fresh air to breathe and and um, you know, think good thoughts and have good emotions. And um, there is the potential for 
everything to be, you know, very, very positive as far as, uh, you know, the uh, microwave energies that come in to operate cell phones from cell towers can actually be designed in a very beneficial way that they are not harmful to us. But the route that's chosen to be used is the one that's actually not beneficial to us and actually degrades us and, and does cause sickness and, and problems. So, you know, it's the more we go along in this journey, I think you'll agree, Zach, it, 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 there, there's more to it all the time that we're discovering. And, and there's so much that's kind of way out there. It sounds like a science fiction movie. And, and um, so anyways, getting back to the, um, the energies of it, um, I just really feel like people really need to make sure they understand the technology that they're working with and that, yes, there's good aspects to it, but there's also bad aspects to it. And the bad aspects can really hurt you physically uh, emotionally, energetically, as we have energetic bodies. And all of that is necessary for the human being to function and be healthy. You can't just eat organic food and expect you're going to be healthy. You need to protect yourself from the bombardment of your, of your energy fields. You need to, uh, you know, be aware that these energies can affect your mind and make you think differently than you really want to think and, and how you really want to enjoy life. You know, you can, it can cause a lot more anxiety or, you know, more than negative emotions than, than the positive ones. You know, a person needs to stop themselves sometimes and, and say, you know, am I being in balance? You know, yes, I've been frustrated or, you know, operating in some of the negative polarities, but have I been joyful? Have I been peaceful? Have I been loving? You know, and if you haven't, you know, then, you know, it's good to to discover that with your awareness so that you can do something about it, you know, and, and find some protection to put on your cell phone, on your high-definition television, on your computer, on your refrigerator. I mean, all these tech, technologies that we use for everyday life, even, even the fridge, generates a very, very low vibrational frequency that gets instilled to food, which actually destroys the life force of food. So, you know, how do I make the food vibrant again? And there is devices or energetic devices that can enhance the life force of the food so that it's more beneficial, obviously, for us. So I think that's we're all I'll cut off for now there's that yeah sounds good um you brought up a lot of good stuff there and I think another big way that we can keep the nutrition in our food or um keep or prevent uh the negative waves from affecting us in a negative way um is through intention um we're more powerful than we think energetically and just by setting the intention yeah just by setting the intention Attention that the food that you're eating, even if it was stored in a fridge, will bring you all the nutrition that you need. Um, it can definitely go a long way. It might not bring it back to 100%, but it will definitely, um, you will definitely process it better than you would have without setting that intention. So it's very good I that totally you probably agree with that. Yeah. Good yeah. Point. 
Oh, yeah, thank you. But yeah, like you said, there's also other ways in terms of, uh, like, I know you use Shungite as a tool to help with your water nutrition and um, and other um, tools with powerful energies within them um, that we can also use to uh, right. improve our nutrition. And yeah, I don't know if you wanted to elaborate on that before I continue. Yeah, yeah. I, I um, discovered Shungite when I worked with a gentleman uh, back in Canada who had a lot of it. And um, um, it's amazing stuff. It actually comes from Russia. It's only in Russia. And um, there's quite a bit of it, in the, in apparently, in the location where it comes from. And, you know, there's lakes that are surrounded by Shungite in the foundation of the lake itself is Shungite. So, you know, these big lakes exist. Uh, all amongst the shungite in the water is actually very medicinal, very medicinal, and you drink that water, and it's it's you know causing your body to operate a lot more harmonious and a lot more healthy because of the water. In fact, back in World War One, uh, the Russian soldiers would actually put a piece of shungite in their canteen so they wouldn't get the malaria, and you know so they operated a lot uh, healthier. So yeah, for sure, I, I put uh, Shungite in my water, and um, and that's what it does. It makes the water very medicinal. So you know, you're putting a, a very healthy water into your into your system. You know, there, there's so much whole water we don't understand. We just think, oh, there's water, you know, from a tap, and we can drink it. Well, you know, I think you mentioned before where water goes into the retrieving plants. For actually, um, um, there was another lady who was talking and. Uh, she brought up a lot of good stuff I remember reading and hearing about, and I just want to reiterate again, you know, um, if you're living in a city or a town and um, and you're drinking water from the tap, you have to realize where that water is an incredible torture that water goes through. You know, um, there's a lot of, you know, we all have toilets and we urinate in the toilet, we shower and that's how the water goes into the sewer. And, um, but getting back into, you know, urination into the toilet, well, you know, there's a lot of people that take drugs, you know, penicillin or aspirin or whatever. Well, that drug comes out through the urine and goes into the toilet. It's flushed into the sewers, which go into the water treatment plants. And yes, it's bombarded with a lot of chemicals and so on. But the drugs are, are not filtered out through that system. So, you know, that just comes back into the taps and you're actually drinking aspirin and penicillin and whatever else, you know, that people are putting into the sewer system unknowingly, you know? Um, so, and again, too, water is, is, is living consciousness. Water itself is a living life force. And, you know, water getting beat up doesn't, beat up doesn't have much life force. Um, so it's really important if you're drinking that kind of water to do something with it, you know, put Shungite in it. You know, crystals are another good thing that work, you know. Um, charcoal is a good thing. Um, but some kind of filtration system. But, you know, um, reverse osmosis, you know, a lot of people do nowadays going to get their water. Um, there's distillers. So, yeah, you know, take care of that. Uh, Shungite itself, too, also has the ability to change electromagnetic frequency into a beneficial, healthy frequency. So, you know, not only does it come in a, in, a, in a pile of little chips that you can put into the water, but you can get it, actually get them in shapes of spheres, of blocks, 
you know, like squares, um, a pyramid, a high pyramid shape, a low pyramid shape. And uh, me and the gentleman I mentioned that uh, where I discovered Trendet, we actually would uh, be hired by businesses in, in Edmonton. And we would go to the stores, you know, and intuitively we, we would walk together and say, well, in this corner of the room, you know, the energy is not, not flowing, kind of like Finch Way. And so we would put, you know, a couple blocks of maybe a high pyramid on top. And I'm talking about, you know, maybe four inches tall. They're not real big, you know, they're just uh, blocks. Um, uh, uh, I, I would say probably about two inches tall by two inches wide. And uh, depending on how much power you needed, you might put two blocks and then a, a high pyramid or a low pyramid on the top. And then a sphere in a different spot and so on. And we would do that. And you know what happens? Really good feedback we would get is the the guy's business would improve. He'd get more customers coming in because the store was more comfortable. You know, um, you know that the electricity, the a, the um, AC current that is used is called dirty electricity, and actually, you know, affects us and affects uh, you know environments. And so Shanghai has the ability to enhance and you know, filter out a lot of these bad uh, frequencies that aren't beneficial. So we do have these tools around us, you know, it's just a matter of becoming knowledgeable and researching and, and um, you know, you can make your water more medicinal, you can make your house more energy flowing and, and feeling better. If there's a dark room downstairs, put some shungite in it and you'll be amazed how good that room starts to feel. Um, this is a multi-dimensional universe. There's, there is, you know, different dimensional realities that coexist with this reality that we know. And in most other realities, there's other beings that exist. So, you know, as I'm sitting here in this chair at this house, there's other realities that are, you know, going through amongst around me. And, you know, there's dark beings, there's uh, beautiful positive beings, there's neutral beings. So they do affect our environment even though they're in a different uh, dimensional reality, we still can feel, you know, uh, different energies of different sources that actually do affect us in, in different ways. So, you know, it's, it's um, there's a lot going on, and it's really important to be knowledgeable, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for sharing all of that. And uh, for anyone who might have their doubts that a crystal or a a rock can impact the energy of a room. Let me just remind everyone that we are physical beings, but at the of all of this physicality is energy. And if that's not mind blowing enough, like to make you open to these other things, then I don't know what is. Um, all of reality is such a trip, and we only know such a small sliver of what there is to learn in this infinite reality. So. I just wanted to remind people of that for anyone who might have doubts on those things because anything is possible literally. And um, yeah, it's, it's received feedback so fast on that stuff, Michael, that business improved and the energy overall just improved of um, those businesses. Um, I wanted to yeah. move on and, uh, and just talk a little more about uh, something that you brought up earlier. And that's kind of talking, the synthetic universe versus the organic universe. And um, I mean, I'll start by saying like our technology is part of the oneness that makes up this universe. It's still part of this entire universe, but it 
more falls under certain aspects of the universe, which we call on this show uh, the synthetic universe. And the other aspect of the universe is the organic universe, meaning things created naturally by the universal creator, such as our bodies, the animals, plants, plants, galaxies, cells, um, all of those kind of things. Uh, and then on the other hand, we have the synthetic universe, which to me is anything inorganic, typically designed by organic beings like ourselves or like ETs or, or dark beings out there. But all of those things that are inorganic um, create more of a contrast expression of the universe to allow everything to balance out just as good balances with evil um, elation balances with depression. Um, these organic things right. are being balanced with synthetic. So I guess synthetic isn't necessarily a bad thing as there's essentially no such thing as good or bad. Everything is in a neutral state we put the meaning behind it but our right. true power does lie within ourselves in the organic parts of the universe not within our technology not within any synthetic creation by any being on any level of any dimension um yeah it's it's something that uh we need to remind ourselves of and not give our power away to the synthetic universe such as the t- technologies out there or uh giving our power away to other entities that claim that they can save us. Um, it's where the synthetic power lies, but we have organic power within ourselves that we need to remind ourselves of that we can um, venture into and manifest out into reality so we can benefit our lives with it. Oh, yeah. I totally agree um, with that. Zach, a really good chair. Yeah, 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 everything is universal life. Yeah, everything is universal life. So, um, you know, um, yeah, totally the organic nature of the universe in harmony with the universal creator. You know, there's, you know, that this universe is that being, you know, and and um, we, we co-create with that, with that beautiful being and then create incredible, beautiful realities. And, and absolutely, you know, um, a universe of contrasting expressions of light and dark has different life in each polarity. So as, as there is very beautiful realities with beautiful expressions of, of life and realities, there's the dark ones too, as we know. So, um, yeah, it's, it's still all life for sure. It's all universal life, you know, whether we call it synthetic. And I agree that there is the true organic nature that is truly the universal creator and, and that we're in harmony with. And and then there's a synthetic version um, in these different dark realities that are created by very intelligent beings that, that, um, you know, just get an incredible, you know, know, I've heard you call it an evil yogi, sorry, very distorted ego, egoic insanity that some beings figure they, you know, they get incredibly intelligent by the technologies they, technologies they create and they use and manipulate so many races within the universe and control them that they start to feel like these very supreme beings and they start to call themselves gods. And because, you know, we have the power 
um, through technologies to create incredible energies that, energies that can steer and manipulate races into their desired direction. So in essence, using the life force of the race that they're wanting to change or steer in a certain direction, and by getting by the way they uh, put themselves in a hierarchical form above these races, and through technology, they steer the life force of these, of these civilizations to their their empire, you could say. So, you know, it's still life. Yeah, it's still life. But but what they're doing is is um, you know using mind control, using energies and um, of, of technologies that are created by them to steer organic civilizations into believing life is coming from a synthetic creation that they design within the universe. So, you know, you could call it like, an, in my opinion, you can call it like a cancer, you know, the, um, this dark reality created with technology and steering these races is like a cancer steering, you know, beautiful organic um, races into a paradigm and brainwashing them to thinking that life is what these races of technology do. So this is what I've heard. Um, it does resonate with me. Um, you know, and like you said, Zach, you know, we're on beautiful Mother Earth, which is one planet amongst, uh, you know, a billion stars in one galaxy and, and probably trillions of planets in one galaxy and there's trillions of galaxies out there, you know. So, so there's a lot going on in this universe that we, you know, we really just don't know and and have yet to re-remember or discover again. Yeah, totally. Um, and yeah, like all of these other energies that are posing as gods or any other part of the synthetic universe, like technology, it's all serving a purpose to make us realize our own power. And we wouldn't really have realized that without having a challenge like that in front of us to overcome. So. It is serving a purpose in the right. grand scheme of things. Yeah, it's not just trying to destroy us and it's a scary thing. It's a beneficial thing for our learning of our power. Um, totally. So it's kind of just like, um, like I think of the term souls playing roles. Um, it's kind of posing as that, um, that negative dark force, like in Star Wars, the dark side. Um, kind of posing as that so that we realize our true power um, as I guess you yeah. another term uh, as like the Jedis of our universe who uh, who master ourselves from within and we can uh, energetically um, overcome the dark forces of the universe right yeah yeah, Star Wars is a good one. Exact good example. Yeah, the Force and the dark side, and yeah, yeah exactly. It's, um, yeah, and I agree to I agree totally. You know, like um, you know, the universal creator wouldn't let these realities go if they didn't serve a purpose. So yeah, for sure. You know, we, you know, from uh, from a deeper, grander aspect of ourselves, we wanted these challenges, and we, you know, would incarnate into these realities, and. Um, yeah, you know, it's a great learning experience at a deeper level. Yeah, it totally is. And I mean, 
question we're kind of faced with now in today's day and age with all this technological advancement is are we going to choose to remain organic or are we going to choose to jump on the technological bandwagon and ride that out to try and advance ourselves uh, the fast way? Um, someone who is a good example of uh, trying to do both or at different times in his life did both um, was Elon Musk. He actually, knowing um, with like his smarts and his companies, uh, knowing the threat that um, artificial intelligence could potentially have if it wasn't legislated right away. Um, he made meetings with a bunch of different presidents and people of power to warn everyone as much as he could. And he kept, like, they would listen to him, but they wouldn't act on it. And this kept happening over and over, over a certain amount of years. And eventually he got to a point where he was faced with, like, the question, or with the with the phrase, I guess, if you can't beat them, join them. So he couldn't essentially, mm. yeah, he couldn't essentially beat um, the artificial intelligence that he thought was going to take over the world. So what did he start doing? He started developing his own artificial intelligence with like the microchips that can go in our brain. And I forget what his company's called, but he's starting to do that now simply because he doesn't want to get left behind. And he tried Are to. Are you talking about Elon Musk? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so, he, like, he got to a certain point after trying to fight for the organic uh, human, just thinking, like, if he doesn't join the whole artificial intelligence thing, he's going to get left behind, and a lot of people are going to get left behind. So, he's kind of joined that side of the um, the synthetic aspect of living right. but uh, yeah it's just interesting it's right. honestly like uh, another part of reality that seems like a movie with this genius mm. um, rich genius in the world that is trying to warn the government um, that this could be a bad thing mm. and then um, then he ends up joining that side anyways because he, he wants to be able to uh, I guess keep up with it if it is going into the wrong hands he wants to be able to I guess balance a little bit and have it in the right hand. So, yeah, it's just very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've watched some interviews with him too. There's one with him and Joe Joe Rogan, I think it, his name is. And it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, you know this. Um, I mean, we've been uh, privy to cell phone use for quite a few years now, and we can see how quickly. You know, the technology within cell phones and the Internet, Instagram, Facebook, and, you know, all the different apps that come out. And, and you know, Zach, you and me both see so many people sitting around on their phones. You know, um, we both work out in the gym. And, you know, I've been in the gym for years. And I remember, you know, 20 years ago working out. And, you know, you would talk you would talk and meet people more while you worked out. You know, what's your routine about? How do you work this muscle group? Oh, that's how you do. Are you doing, are you building mats? Are you going for lean? And, you know, you start these conversations and learn a lot. And now you see people with headsets on and, and, and totally in their own world and really operating in separation from their fellow human beings. You know, it's great to listen to a great set of headphones, but at the same time, 
these are Bluetooth and and without protection on those headphones, you are microwaving your brain from the 2.4 gigahertz that is the microwave frequency, which is attracted to water. So it's really, really bad for you. And you know, the cell phones themselves too, the light, which is LED lighting, has a certain flicker rate, which is really hard in the brain. And it also is attracted to your mitochondria, which is the building, you know, the building blocks of, of your foundation of your being. That's uh, your RNA is, is what um, absorbs light to, you know, and when you eat food and you digest it and you break it down, ultimately it goes into energy, which your, which your mitochondria needs to function and live. So if you're feeding so much LED light with this synthetic light, which is not a natural light because you're a, a human being and you're born on the earth with the sun shining on you, you're designed to absorb sunlight which is what your mitochondria wants and needs for you to flourish and grow and have, have a, you know, a wonderful operating brain and heart. But uh, LED lighting is actually, it actually is like a, a virus. And, and the more you use LED light from your cell phone, from your computer, from your high definition television, it actually is changing and transforming your mitochondria so that you can't even absorb natural sunlight, you know, like talk about transhumanism, you know, that's what it's all about. So, you know, like, it, it, like there's, there's a, a phrase that's in the Bible and I'm not a real big Bible guy. I'm not religious, I'm spiritual, but, but, but there is, there is a lot of truth in the Bible too. Otherwise it wouldn't adhere to us in, in a lot of ways. So, you know, know thyself. It's important that we know who we are and don't let, you know, um, these energies take us away into another reality or, or operating or a way of operating in life that isn't, it, that isn't human. You know, you got to remember you're a human being with emotions and, um, you know, incredible feelings of, of empathy for life and your fellow human being and, and, and love, you know. And, and you know what I've heard, too, is that the reason we don't see a lot of extraterrestrials appear in front of us is because our emotions are so powerful. They, it, it's too much for them. They cannot handle us and our emotions. And that's our powerful creative force, in my opinion, your emotions. If you think in love and joy and gratitude, you are bringing that like energy back into your life from outside. And then, of course, the opposite of frustration, anger, and so on. Then you bring that into your life. So... Yeah, it's um, yeah. I I see so many people, you know. Um, they seem to be in a shallower operating level, and, and in my opinion, it's because just glued to the phone, you know, so much. And you know, what's on Facebook? What's on Instagram? I need more followers. Um, yeah, yes, it's uh, the way our lives are turning, more technology based, but. 
if you have to do that, if you're building your website, if you're doing video work, if you're doing, you know, a lot of work on the computer, you know, use some blue blocker glasses and block out uh, the negative effects of LED, LED lighting. I'll use some shun guide to transform the 2.4 gigahertz to a healthy beneficial frequency. You know, these tools are out there. And like you said back too, you know, uh, the love you have in your heart does transmute energy into a good beneficial energy for you. And as everything is universal life force, well, your computer comes from, you know, all the part, all the aspects of Mother Earth to create that. So, you know, love your computer, love your TV, love your cell phone. And, you know, but at the same time, you know, hey, these devices are around to help make things safer, research it, protect yourself, and really importantly, know yourself and balance out and go to Mother Nature and go sit beside a stream and, and get some quiet time and, and reground yourself and, you know, do some Tai Chi, do some Qigong. And, um, yeah, because we're really moving into an incredible technological world now, and it's important to balance it out. Totally, man. That's exactly where I was going to go with that. I'm glad that you brought that up because, yeah, like these technologies that are not uh, on the same vibrational frequency as our biology drain our energy because of that. And the things that are on the same vibrational frequency as our biology, our biological bodies um, in the human form, uh, those are things like nature and everything that comes with nature. So like the plants, the animals, uh, the landscapes, just I know every single one of you have experienced that from being out in nature because we have the same vibrational frequency as that. So it's no surprise that we're drained by technology and re-energized right. from nature. So, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of our work and jobs these days involve heavy work on computers, which is fine. Um, it'll just do so much from the comfort of uh, either our homes or our office space or whatever, because you can access um, the world through the computer, but at the same time, um, we need to be conscious of the impact it's having on our energy. Like there's no surprise why people are feeling just so drained these days. And it's because eight hours a day or whatever, is looking at a screen, um, especially without yeah. blue light filter glasses, like you said, like things that can dramatically reduce the impact it has on us. Um, but yeah, just, the solution to all of that is consciously remembering to rebalance ourselves in nature. Um, yeah. And yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah, totally. Cause, uh, you know, you just, just ask yourself a question when I, Hey, when I go for a walk in the park, how come it feels so much better than walking downtown amongst this, you know, a busy uh, area full of buildings? You know, why does it feel better? You know? Like when, you know, mm -hmm. when you walk in a park amongst the trees and, you know, maybe a river nearby. Um, yeah, and what you said, Zach, yeah, you know, organically we resonate, you know, uh, bio, sorry, I forget the term you used, but it's really good, uh, biomechanically or bio, um, biologically, biologically we, we resonate. Yeah. Yeah, we bio biologically, um, you know, are 
we're natural, you know, beings, you know, created by, you know, the universal creator and, um, and all of us together, you know, with both, you know, the, um, for what we want to learn in the given reality. And, um, you know, we're in harmony with everything here. We cannot be here without, um, without mother earth's consent to be here. We have to, um, you know, we have to coordinate, we have to calibrate and, and understand the reality and understand, you know, the direction it's going, what kind of learning experiences. And um, so we're definitely part of everything here and, and everything here is part of us. So, yeah, get out there, rebalance and, um, you know, go for, get in a canoe or a kayak or go hiking, you know, like you and me, Zach, we went up into the high um above the tree line in the Kananaskis area of Alberta in the mountains. And, um, oh, man, it's just it's so beautiful. You, you know, you just stand there because no words, you know, you're speechless. No words actually describe how beautiful it is. And uh, exactly. when, you're up to, when you're up that high, you know, and um, what I've heard is people call it negative ions. It was what Mother Nature produces, you know, the fast-moving water or a stream. Um, water moving like that is also oxygen, oxygenating itself, which is really good for you. But, um, yeah, it just uh, feels incredible. And, um, you know, um, yeah, like Zach said, if you're doing eight, eight hours of computer work, hey, rebalance. If it's cold outside, hey, go for a walk in the snow and lay down and, and um, you know, watch snowflakes fall down as you're laying there and look at the stars and or watch the clouds and, um, you know, be a kid again, you know, um, mm-hmm. it's, um, really important. Yeah, no kidding. Anything that, uh, that kids do that's playful, um, is such a big teaching item for us to pick up on because look at the amount of energy that they have and look at the amount of energy that like, and it's because they allow themselves to be that playful and allow the energy to flow through them that easily and that's not because of age or anything that's just because they're allowing that life force to come through them that organic life force to just enjoy life and be present in the moment and uh not be distracted yeah not be distracted by dresses that might come along with uh having responsibilities which i mean there's lot more responsibility as an adult than a kid for sure but if we are able to just be in the moment and tune out the other actions and other responsibilities that we have that we don't need to deal with now we can really enjoy life a lot more um, by being in the moment and being in nature and stuff like that Um, in terms of uh, responsibilities like speaking of responsibility um, I think just with the information that we all know um, in terms of how technology can affect our energy and what we need to do to rebalance ourselves, like we shouldn't be keeping that to ourselves. We should really be educating everyone on um, what the possibilities of pursuing technology could be, whether and like what the negative repercussions could be of doing that and Obviously, like the world does a great job of showing what the positive repercussions could be in terms of the convenience and stuff like that. But, but 
um, like you said, Michael, it, it does disconnect us when we're too involved in our technology and not involved enough with our surroundings. Um, it gets in the way of relationships. It gets in the way of uh, just connecting with nature, connecting with our true selves and our higher selves. Um, so, yeah, like don't keep this to yourself is what I'm getting at. Like share this mm-hmm. if you feel called to um, with people who have similar beliefs. You don't need to force anything on anyone, but um, it's good to continue sharing this knowledge so we don't reach a point of no return um, with our technology and with artificial intelligence potentially ruining us today. Um, yeah, like we have equal greater um, mental capacity to um, these technologies and it's just a matter of tapping into ourselves and realizing our potential because there's two ways to become superhuman. One way through the organic nature of our spirits and tapping into that limitlessness and the other way is through putting microchips in our brains. Um, it's like kind of like that whole organic versus synthetic thing again. But um, yeah, right. it's up to us. It's up to us which one we want to explore because both are essentially yeah. tapped into at this point. And uh, and yeah, like why why rely on something external from you if you can find that internally? It might take longer and require more effort and more reflecting and more meditating and stuff like that. But yeah, um, why give your power away to something external if your power, your true power lies within? Yeah, totally. You know, um, the energies we feel from, uh, you know, the microwave energies, the scalar waves that are used, um, you know, they, they create such a, an irritation to us that it drives us into more of a, a, a lax state of being or, or, you know, more of a negative state of being. So we don't really believe we have the ability such as telepathy or clairvoyance or clairaudience and, and all these abilities that we have levitating. I, I have a friend here who knows how to levitate and, you know, my Qigong teacher um, has him levitating to a point where just one part of him is touching the ground, you know, like it's so and cool. it's his hip. Yeah, I mean, you know, and scientists say or... I don't know if it's scientists or doctors or whatever, but we've heard that we use we use only six percent of our brain. Well, so if we have all this capacity of ninety four percent of untapped organic potential, shouldn't we be investigating that to use that? Because obviously we can do a lot more than we're led to believe. Um, but no, instead we take the lazy way and say, hey, 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 buddy, here's your phone. You can press these numbers and with magic a, a picture comes up and you can talk to your buddy you know it's, it's the energies unfortunately that bombard us just keep us in a in a certain state of of being of thinking of of thinking that life is is just what it is and what we're presented with and 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 not stepping out of the box and saying hey why am I not using the other 94% of my brain? Why, if there's these abilities of telepathy and, and, and clairaudience and clairvoyance and all this stuff, 
why are we not being taught how to use this? Because obviously a lot of people know how to do it. You know, like, you know, you got to step back and, and, um, and really see that there is definitely an agenda to steer the human race into one of technology. There is an agenda to steer the human race into feeling that they're very low, that they're, they need saving, and that um, ETs or um, beings we term is um, higher frequency than us need to come and save us because we're destroying our planet. Well, I know for a personal fact that I'm not destroying the planet. I'm doing all I can to make sure that that every where I go, I pick up garbage. I do. I've worked with a gentleman where we work with what's called a fuel initiator to make the, the exhaust fumes uh, green for Mother Earth. So we're eliminating the expulsion of, of sulfur. And and then you and me, you know, we're spreading information to better humanity, which, you know, if we're feeling better, we're laughing and doing all the positive things, guess what? It spreads and everybody else starts doing the same things and we start to be more enlightened. We start to be more friendly and we start to work together more and we start to work on incredible organic abilities that we have to do anything we want. You know? Totally, man. Like all, all energy is contagious, right? So whether we're being negative or positive, um, it's going to rough on the people around us. Like, we're all products of our environments, but we also have the ability to create the environment. Um, we have high levels of joy and high levels of appreciation and stuff like that. When our level of joy trumps someone else's level of sadness, um, it's going to rub off on them, even if it's not a huge way, but they will crack a smile and they will, um, they might start being a little appreciative of things even if it's just for a short moment but at least you give them a glimpse your life can be um so yeah like yeah. if you if you're a happy person go and share your happiness with the world like don't be reserved in the world don't hide that that shit like you have to be as like you have to be sharing that with people because so many people right. are more than willing to share their negativity of gossip and judgment and stuff like that and it's just way it seems like it way outweighs the people who are happy and i know happy people are out there um it's just that it's not the social norm to express our happiness so we keep it within ourselves and we allow ourselves to be um drummed out by the negativity in the world but like it should be the other way around if we want to create a better um emotional environment for our planet which will manifest in a better um ecological environment for the planet when mm. we're all in a high vibration um the nature will pick up on that too exactly yeah yeah i totally wholeheartedly agree agree with you yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, right on. Well, I I feel like I said everything I wanted to say for this episode. Or anything that you wanted to to add before we before we wrap things. Um, I would just like people to realize that you know you each each one of you have a lot of a lot of potential and a lot of ability, 
And, you know, you don't have to follow the next guy or the next woman to do the same thing they do. You know, you know, remember to look at your dreams and the things that you want to do. You know, if you want to be an athlete, to work and, you know, be a sportscaster or be a bodybuilder or whatever, um, you know, um, you know, just follow the joy in your heart. When you're, when you're in your joy of your heart, you're radiating such incredible energy that you change the world. You change, you change the universe. You know, there's a saying, I don't know if it's a saying, but I really, but it's actually, it's, I think talk to more of a, of a truth, but if there's a butterfly flapping its wings in Brazil at a certain time of the day, it affects the weather on the other side of the planet. You know, like we all, we all change everything around us by how we operate, how we think, how we feel. And the more of us that feel joyous and, and, and grateful and loving, uh, it, it, it affects the whole universe and it affects your universe. And, you know, it's, um, it's really quite simple. And, um, you know, let's just uh, step out of the mud and clean our feet and, and start running again. Mm-hmm. Really glad you brought that up. Like, even though the illusion is that we're all separate from one another, energetically, we're all interconnected with everything on the planet and everything in the universe, but um, especially in the planet, because it's a system that interacts with itself constantly um, on an ecological level, on a spiritual level, on every possible level that you can think of and it's all mostly the unseen um from what we can see it's just a small sliver of reality I feel like we impact those people that we uh come across to face or on the internet or whatever but your energy is affecting way more than that. like if you're a happy person and you live in an apartment your joy is affecting the people floors above you and below you even if you never see them face to face so one example, sure. but yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like my cloud, follow your joy, and a lot of people like myself, um, you may get confused if you don't, if you can't necessarily pinpoint a particular gift, and it's not a burning desire within yourself, so it leaves you kind of in a state of confusion. But um, even those subtle desires, if you have a curiosity about music, or a curiosity about filmmaking, or a curiosity about learning a new language, or whatever. Be, like dig deep or dig a little into it. It doesn't have to be a, a big dive into it uh, at first, but like follow your curiosities because those are usually leading towards your passions. And even if you learn that you're not passionate about a certain thing, at least now know that this isn't the thing that is my passion and it can open up their paths um, because of that. But um, the main... I guess point that I'm trying to say is um, get that energy moving because if you remain stagnant in your energy, uh, you'll never find out whether or not something was meant for you um, if you don't try. So yeah, thanks for bringing that up. And yeah, the, the biggest joys and fulfillment in life lie in following our passion to the best of our abilities um, and not comparing to others who might be um, phenomenal at it, but just recognizing your own progress and being proud of yourself for every step of the way.
Well, exactly. You know, and just one little thing here before we go. You know, when you look on a computer, for example, maybe looking for a place to live in a different part of the country, you check it out, you look at pictures, and it's like, oh, no, that doesn't look good for me. I'll go to the next one. You know, yeah. years ago, we didn't have that ability. We had to actually go drive out. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, that, that beautiful place you wanted to check out, all of a sudden you get there, and you meet somebody that says, hey, well, how about if you just go down a few miles to this town, I think you'll find exactly what you're looking for. So yeah, exactly, mm. Zach. You know, if you don't if you don't get out and move energy, you don't find that beauty that you want. You know, we're we're actually getting caught in that technical technological environment of the computer by researching and looking at pictures and saying yes, no, yes, no, and actually getting stuck and sitting there and dreaming because you're kept yourself in this world of technology instead of stepping out, going there, meeting people and actually creating because you're moving energy and energy is flowing and, and you're creating what you want. You know, I really feel that that is a big thing. I know it's affected me because years ago I used to get a lot, out a lot more and I find the computer does keep me personally researching and looking at things more and saying yes or no. And I've realized that. So, you know, now I know I really got to get out there and see these places and be there real, you know, Totally, and that's so amazing that this just synchronistically brought things back around to the topic of technology like we started out in. Um, that really wraps yeah. things up nicely. That's such a good example because, yeah, like it's convenient, of course, to look at pictures of the internet of places and be like, yeah, I want to go there or no, I don't want to go there. And we just judge. and we, we Our energy remains stagnant when we just look at things online rather than going out into the world, it seems like more of a process. It seems like, oh my God, I have to go all the way to this place to see if I like it or not. But like you said, once the energy is moving, you can be pointed in the right direction by other people out there. And more synchronicities can happen. They can point you to the location that you're you're looking for, even if the original spot um, isn't the place. So even though it might be a bit of a detour, really the detour is just an illusion. It's actually the fastest path to what you're looking for. Um, and yeah. yeah, oftentimes technology prevents that because we just become a judge on the other side of the screen, uh, judging everything that we come across. So very good point. Right. Mm. Thanks. Yeah, no, and not to say technology isn't beneficial. Of course it is. And if you feel called to only look at things on one, that's fine. But just be conscious that there is likely a way out there if you get get out in the world and uh, and just live your life and the synchronicities will happen to point you in the right direction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. um, how much time do we have left here, Zach? Uh, well, I had actually set this uh, episode 15 minutes accidentally, but it has continued recording past that, so uh, we can end it wherever we want. Okay, just one one tiny thing I want to add, add in. Um, well, I think the energies are affecting me because now I forget. Uh, <laughs> what was it? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, uh, just an example of um, you know using your incredible intuitive abilities, and the more you practice them, the clearer they get, and they can be a direction pointer and and they're incredibly accurate. Uh, in fact, I found mine to be 100% accurate. 
Um, like right now I'm still in Bali, but I'm coming back to Canada in about a month and a half. And I've got roughly three different opportunities as far as locations to work. Um, one is quite simple where I can actually um, work a couple of jobs that I've worked already last year where I have seeds planted where I know I can return. And there's also a residence that's in a, in a very close spot, it's a very beautiful location that really just kind of sets it up really nicely and it's really easy to go there. Um, another place is quite a ways away where I don't know the people. It's a very beautiful mountainous valley. Um, but I'd be starting right from scratch. No place to live. Got to look for a place to live. Uh, do retraining since it's a different province and, and licensing is different. I have to retrain. Um, it costs me more money to do it. But my intuition is saying I have to do that. Even though it's going to cost more money, it's going to be a lot further to drive. And it's, um, you know, when I look at it, that's where I'm seeing all the light, all the light for. And whenever I've trusted that, it's always been the right move. So, mm. you know, we, and, and we're brought up to think logically and, and to use, you know, um, the logics of this reality to make decisions. And, and um, I've been really starting to, not really starting to, I've been doing this for quite a while now, but, I, but, but it's getting better and easier for me. And I'm just realizing that when I trust that intuition, it, when I go to those places where I trust my intuition, I run into really beautiful people. I have great relationships. Um, I have a really good time and great learning experiences. And so even if there is, you know, the odd uh, negative experience here and there too, I mean, again, it's a, a universe of balancing and, and that's going to happen here and there, but that's our perception. You know, am I perceiving it negative? Maybe it really isn't negative. So, you know, if I lose my job there, is that a negative thing? Or maybe there's something going to show up that is going to be presented as better, um, you know, just uh, down in the next town or something. So, you know, it's, it's just, um, that's just what I wanted to add in, add in is, um, we all have this incredible intuitive tracking ability in our hearts to follow what is truly the best for us. And the more we trust that, and I've found from my own personal experiences that beautiful things really work out and it's much more joyous. Yeah, so I just want to add that little bit in. That's great. Trust your feelings is the big message there for mm-hmm. sure. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in today. Um, it was a good topic and something that uh, obviously I've been wanting to talk about just cause impacting me, just the amount of screen time that I have and noticing the energy that I've had. And uh, yeah, just needing to consciously remind ourselves that we need to balance that out in nature and uh, just with face-to-face human interaction um, because those are some of the things, some of the best things that life has to offer. Like you still, um, just by following your intuition and uh, being led to good times and relationships, like it really is the best thing that life has to offer. 
Yeah, exactly. Get out and laugh with your friends. Laughing is so good, you know. You know, so good. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right, back. my friend. We'll talk soon great. and uh, have a good evening. Yeah, and uh, have a good day there too. And um, and uh, good night and a good morning to everybody else. And uh, enjoy the uh, podcast.